This episode of Toddversations is brought to you by Envy, the ultimate Apple experience. Learn more about Envy at envyapple.com. Hey, everybody, we're started, by the way. Mima's already rolling. We're having, we're gonna, we're not putting this in the show because this is a good conversation on the front side. Welcome, everybody. We're glad you're here. Remo's here. We got the original MFR here right now. I just want to throw him a little gang, little gang way your way, Remo's, because I just think it's awesome. He's here hanging out with us, VP of merchandising from Longo Brothers Fruit Market. If you know who he is, you know. If you don't know who he is, you're going to enjoy the conversation. This cat is a cool dude. I love what he's doing. I love his stores. Got a great attitude, as you've already just heard as we opened up. Dude, welcome. I'm glad you're hanging out with me today. Yeah, thanks, Todd. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So where do you want to start today? I mean, we kind of started about Venus. Do you want to jump right into the Maple Leafs and how shitty they are and you're out of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Do you want to get that out of the way? You want me just to let that go? You tell me. No, I'll give you 20 seconds. Go. No, I think I'm done. I'm pretty much, I think <laughs> I summed it up already in the first eight. But, you know, Longos is up in Toronto, which is, if, if anybody's had the opportunity to be in that great city and, and to spend time there, it's an amazing place. It is a melting pot, pot of the world. It is one of the most culturally rich cities, I, in my opinion, that I've ever traveled to. Um, it's a super cool place. And I, I got to throw, throw a little more love before we get going. Check out my water glass today, baby. Look what I got. We're drinking that. We're drinking out of the, We're drinking our water out of the official steam whistle beer stein that I stole. Did you do a tour there? Several times, yeah. yeah it's a fun place. Great, it's great beer. It's a fun place. And that's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a fantastic place. It's super cool. Dude, like I said, I'm really glad that you're here. I'm looking forward to talking about what's going on in your stores. I'm looking forward to talking about what's going on in Toronto because while the U.S. and Canada are very similar in a lot of ways, they are different in a lot of ways as well. Um, and I think retail is something that's, you know, kind of unites everybody, but you're also going through some, some similar things that we're dealing with, some other things we're not dealing with, whatever. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Before we get going, just tell everybody a little bit about your background, who you are real fast. Cause I don't read bios, it's too many big words and I'll screw it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, well, you knew that. Yeah. Me. Thanks for agreeing on that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, thanks for having me. Um, uh, yeah, Mimo friends only. My current role is VP of merchandising. I oversee uh, produce, floral, grocery, dairy, and frozen for the organization. I've been with uh, Longos coming up on 20 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, September will be uh, my 20-year work work anniversary. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, it's been a great ride. I uh, started spent about a year and a half in the store. Started as a produce clerk, moved my way to assistant uh, produce manager, and then uh produce manager that was about a year and a half or so came to our uh to our head office from there and i was just helping out uh joey and mike longo they were doing all the buying for the produce yeah. yeah we had uh at that time we had 14 stores uh we're now at 38 and we got about six in the books so over the next couple of years we'll have another six so continue to grow which is fantastic uh yeah, from, from that, I guess that role was produce coordinator. From there, I became a category manager. Uh, I was doing most of the fruit. And then uh, from there, uh, director of produce, so overseeing the entire buying team, which was uh, which was fun. Uh, you know, there's nothing like our industry fast mm-hmm. moving. Um, you know, and, and the good thing was I was I was the first non-family member to uh, to, to take on that role. And um, wow. You know, I'm grateful, grateful, grateful uh, for that. And I learned uh, a ton from the family. They're great mentors. You know, they've been in business for 70 years as an independent retailer. So it's like to be this size, 
and to, you know, it be a family business, it's, uh, you know, what I, what I took from them was, was, uh, you know, s- still things that I'm doing today. Right. So it's, it's great to, it's I, great, great to be a part I, of that. Yeah, I agree with that, dude. I, I was in family businesses the entire time and it's, it's challenging in some moments and it's also incredibly impactful in others. And you get to see things, you know, the, the luxury of seeing things from, from both lens where you're dealing with corporate side of your life. But you have that family side and that balance and understanding those two, I think is really, I think it's really pivotal for my journey. I think it's probably pivotal for yours to have that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And even just, yeah, with our size, you know, we're, we're, we're small, we can be nimble, but we're also, you know, we can, we can sell some produce. So, you know, over the time you've built some great relationships and it's, and it's, you know, it's not about the transactions of business. It's about how do you build these relationships and how you continue to grow and be better and make your partners better and, make your team better. Right. Really. That's, that's, that's my goal every day when I come into the office. Um, yeah. hundred percent. You know, well, you know, like we talked about, we started, you know, you leave, you leave with love and kindness and, you know, the, the day just keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I want to get it along a little bit because, you know, you brought, they've been around since 1956. My math is right. Right. Immigrant brothers from Sicily come in, open up a neighborhood market. Um, and it really, truly, you know, an ex- a success story. Talk about, you know, the, the whole immigration, the immigrant thing and, and coming in and finding this new life and building an amazing business. Um, you know, it's really, really cool. And I love one of the things that I found um, when I was doing my research is that there, there's a motto that you all have had, and they've had it for a long time, which is we will only serve others what we will confidently serve our own families. I think that's just so great. That sums up to me, I think some of the love and care that family businesses bring to the table, no matter what industry they're in. But I think that's such a, a special moment that it's all about family and serving family from the, the lens of our family. So, you know, to me, I just think it's powerful. What's that mean to you? What I mean, how's that make? Yeah. So like internally, what we say, treating you like family, right? So it's, we're treating our teams like family. We're treating our guests like family. We're treating our vendor partners like family. And, and really it's like the visionary Tommy Longo. He always said, you know what? Always do the right thing. Even when no one's uh, even when no one's looking, so you know what it's we had spoken earlier. It's like it's all about being open, being you know the trustworthiness part of of, of any relationship, right? And and if we do that every day, um, you know we're just going to be better and we're just going to get further in life. Yeah. So uh, you know today we have uh, thirty eight stores. We're continuing to grow. Um, you know. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we uh, we partnered up with uh, the Empire Group. Uh, right. So that's been great for us. They're great. And that's a parent company of Sobe, so folks have a concept of what that is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And they're great. They're great partners. We're still doing our thing, which is fantastic. Like we have, um, you know, we haven't changed our business, which is great. And we, we really haven't changed our business over 60 plus years, right? Why yeah, would you? It works. The vision is always the same. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, as an organization we're, we're, our stores are really fresh focus. It's a complete shop, but fresh focus, uh, on the produce side, always trying to buy the biggest, the freshest, the newest growing regions. Like that's our goal, right? We're not, we're, we're not hunting out deals from a growing region that's passe and, and trying to, trying to bank on, on profit, right? It's, it's, we need to offer our guests the best experience ever. And that, and that's really the philosophy across 
all departments across, you know, uh, across the store. Um, you know, local meats, all local meats, in-store, uh, you know, big presence in the in-store HMR. Fresh, yeah. everything's freshly cooked. Uh, I mean, you know, fresh focus and servicing our guests and, you know, treating everyone like family. Really, again, it goes back to that. Putting, putting, putting on the table or offering what or your guests will put on the table, what you would put on your table. So, um, yeah, yeah I think growth, it's so important. Yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say the growth is great. You know, when we, we're trying different concepts in our store, so as we grow, you know, we're we're nimble enough where we could test different, um, you know, different things. We have a few R and D stores where we're testing out stuff, and it's like when it's ready, we roll it out. Um, so. Yeah, it's super exciting and uh, keep at it. I love it. Well, you know, you said something I want to come back around on and you talked about that, you know, even though Empire is a part of your world now, they've left you guys alone. You know, you look at that, you know, you hear that. And it's like, that's great. But the reason they are is because you've got a great product, right? It's not a distressed company. They got to come in, throw some capital in, flip it around, do what they have to do, put a bunch of Band-Aid on stuff. You guys have got a proven model. You've got a proven track record. You've got proven growth. You've got an experience, you know, that's, tough to match in your marketplace, to be honest, sorry, everybody else, but it is what yeah. it is, you know, and your selection, like to your said, you know, carrying, carrying green leaf is one thing, but you know, when we talk about the cultural diversity of your city, which I want to get into now, you know, it is a melting pot of cultures and food traditions, which puts a level of retail, I think, expectation on you that you've got to be cognizant of, right? You can't ignore, you know, you know what I mean? You can't ignore who's around you. Um, so how do you manage, you know, and deal with that and, and appeal to like this diverse customer base that Toronto is? Yeah. And again, it's, it's so diverse that it's, it's, um, it's tough, but it's super exciting at the same time. Right. Like yeah. we're, it's gotta be fresh, right. It's gotta be always changing. Yeah. Like, you know, we have, uh, you know, Eastern European markets where we're, we're changing our assortment based on that. We have an Italian, we have a few Italian stores where we're selling, you know, they sell 80% of the broccoli rob for the whole organization. Right. And we, we need to, and we need to manage our, our business that way. And, uh, you know, South Asian and Asian markets, we, we're not going to, we're probably not going to get first generations in, but second, third generations, we still need that, you know, South Asian offering. And, and how do we bring that all together with, with, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, like mainstream, mainstream produce. Right. Right. And um, yeah, we have great partners that help us with that because, but we'll have a partner. We'll have a partner that, you know, that is supplying your your local South Asian grocery stores, and it's like, you know what? We we can't do that stuff ourselves. We're not the experts, right? So it's like, let's build great relationships, go to the experts, and 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 understand what what the needs are for that for that demographic, and uh, execute. For us, it's all about execution, right? Because you can build all these plans, but if you can't execute, it's um, it, it's it just goes to the wayside and and our teams are our teams are they execute great with without our front lines we got nothing so yeah there's no two ways about it but you know again i think it's it's just so unique because you know with all the the, the stuff that goes on in the city every week every month every whatever it's just something new it's it's a new holiday here it's a new celebration here it's a new that that's a big calendar you guys work with and to your point it's great to have those grandiose ideas and, and to serve that but if you can't execute against it so it's, it's like, oh, great. It's a great idea, yeah. but execution's everything. So it's yeah. got to change you a little bit. I mean, it, it has to, you guys have, I would imagine it built a pretty nimble ship being able to pivot quick with that because you guys are constantly doing stuff, I would imagine. 
Yeah. Yeah. And when, yeah. And if it comes to like community assortment, whether it's community assortment or whether it's getting a deal from our partners, right. You know what, if we're not nimble, um, we can't, we can't take advantage of this because for, for us, it's like, we want to be the freshest. We're probably never going to be the cheapest, but where we can add value is being nimble and taking opportunity buys where we can show, show our guests there's value in our box as well. And for really, for me, when I talk value, it's not always price. It's like offering, right? right. An, example would, an example would be like jumbo nines of Kali. Like regardless what the FOB is, and keep in mind, we got to put $10 for eight on ours plus a 40% exchange rate. Like when the market is, is, is tight, the reality is we should be $12.99 on a piece of fruit where we don't, we don't, we don't, get, we don't get there, right? At the same time, we don't move to a 12 because we want to offer a nine all year round. Mm-hmm. So we'll take, we'll, 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 uh, we'll invest, but value pieces that our guest has that same piece of fruit every single day. And that's, that's also big on value, right? Cause price is price is one thing, but I mean, it's not always, it's not always value. Well, but you know, it goes back to what I said earlier, you're living in a world of high expectations, right? You have cultural expectations and therefore that bar has already been raised. So I, I can see where, you know, that line in the sand moment of like, this is what, this is what's expected of us. You got to adhere to it. And I think that that honors back to the originality of the whole, you know, the whole thing of like, we're going to serve others, but we want to you know serve our own family. I think it's all a part of that. I want to switch gears a little bit because we talked on this earlier before we got rolling today. And, you know, down here in the United States, amongst all the problems that we have, the economy apparently is another is, is one of them. I don't know if you heard or not, but you know globally, obviously, the economy is a problem. I know there's stuff. You know, Canada's not excluded from any of this right now because we all kind of live in a global economic world. But talk to me. What's what are you seeing today? You know, um, based upon what the economy's doing. You know, what are you seeing today in Canada? You know, has it changed your strategies any? Any? And I want to get a little deeper into that as well. Past that. Yeah. So you know, like no different than uh, than south of the border. You know, like record record inflation levels and 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 you know we're in we're in a we're in a good space because we're offering food and right. uh, and you know and that it's very tough for that to die but i mean there's still consumers are coming into our stores and they have to make a decision right am i buying fresh produce or am i buying frozen produce or am i buying processed foods etc so the, our, our challenge is is dealing with that mix and and you know mortgage mortgage rates are increasing everything is increasing so the guest has less to spend and we right. have to, we have to you know we have to add value where we want them to keep their spend within our box and yeah. uh, and for us like you know talking getting into the weeds like really if we can create meal solutions for our guests um, you know we can probably keep their spend in our box because it, it, it adds a lot of value sure it's uh, it's tough out there. Um, again, and for us, regardless of what the FOBs are, like I said, we got to ta- we got to we got to put on freight, we got to put on exchange. And it's it's really tough to get someone to, to spend four or five dollars on a head of lettuce or whatever the case may be, seven eight dollars on a, on a on a head of cauliflower, right? So yeah. we need to be um, we need to be very strategic on how we go to market. And it's and it, again, it's not always price. It could uh, we put out we put out magazines. You know, and our, our latest magazine, we have like this feature, you know, $100 for the week, make X amount of dishes. And adding that value to our guests is, is, is how, do we, how do we make them feel comfortable to say, you know what, okay, you have $100 this week? 
we can get you through the week and all your meals and, and what that looks like, right? Support them that way because, yeah, it's no secret that uh, their pockets aren't as deep as, as they were and uh, mm-hmm. everyone be careful. Well, and it's, yeah, 100%. And, you know, look, it's real. It's, it's you know, you're feeling it. And, I, and I, you brought this up earlier and I didn't jump on. I'm going to now. You know, people need to realize when you think about it and people in the sense like, yes, you got 10 bucks a box to get it from, let's say, California, where it's being grown to Toronto. But then you're tacking on to your point, another 40 percent in exchange. Right. So it gets really expensive really quick. I mean, you may you literally may buy an eight dollar box of product and tack on, you know, another twelve dollars on top of it before it even gets to you. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And so when you think about, you know, and it's, I'm glad we're talking about, because I think people need to recognize the the effects of what a global economy really means and how that trickles down in so many ways. And it's just not what's happening in Canada. It's happening in other countries as well that are servicing others. I mean, it's, it's definitely a change. One of the things that we were talking about earlier that I'd like to touch on is that, you know, labor is a big issue, continues to be a big issue down here. We got into a conversation about working from home, not working from home. And and we started talking about a little bit, talk a little bit about the labor situation at retail for yourself, maybe some of your turnover, what's happening, uh, how you've weathered that over the last, you know, two years or whatever thoughts you may have. Yeah. So yeah, like going, going back like to the pandemic days, you know, we were off hero pay, you know, premium to anyone that was working in the stores, um, you know, and our store teams did an incredible job over there. You know, those really the peak, call it year and a half or two years. Um, yeah, they were there every single day, and 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 dealing with all that, right? So that the hero pay helped. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's still tough. People, whether they're, you know, they're in a better place, not working, or I, I'm not sure. I, 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 in this economy, people, we got to work, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I don't understand some of it, and maybe it's just yeah. they're they're making more money not working. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, for us, like our turnover rate is is. Uh, Normally it's like super, super low um, and it's increased over the, over the last years, but nowhere near where the, where the industry is. Like I've seen, I've heard some, some pretty high numbers. Yeah. Um, but I mean, ours isn't, ours isn't, uh, ours isn't that bad, but I mean, you know what, again, it goes back to, to treating your, treating your team like family, right? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. But it's, it, it's tough out there. It's tough to get, to get, uh, to get help. Um, and then, you know, if there's people coming into the industry that don't know anything about the industry, it's like you also need a team to help train them and bring them through the journey. Right. So, um, you know, we're grateful that we have um, team members that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, we're either cross training. So they're learning other departments. Um, but I mean, um, yeah, again, it's difficult, but um, we're getting by and um in our industry, you know, we, we spoke a little bit about work from home. You know, my, my team's in the office minimum three days, some are five days, you know, anywhere between, let's call it three or four as an average. But, I mean, we need to be here. We, um, you know, we're stronger together. Yeah. In the produce world, like, we share, you share, uh, you know, everyone's got their own category. So you're sharing vendors, you're sharing trucks. You're dealing with the stores. So for us, it's either you're in the office with the greater team or you're in the stores working and, and you know, getting feedback from the store teams to just better, to better our business, right? And move yeah. forward. Uh, but I mean, I think in our industry, we got to be, we got to be present. And I use that term with my team all the time. We need to be present because we're better if we're here and we're better if we're working together. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. I think I think this whole work from home thing is going to come to a head or come to a. It's going to come certain companies, not everybody. I mean, like you know, like if you're if you're a coder or something like we talked about, you know, you in front of a computer, it is what it is. But I think you know that office environment, as much as everybody loves being at home and in sweatpants and you know whatever, um, the reality of it is, I think companies, you know, for what you especially for what you do, you need to be together. You need to figure it out. You you know, it's a tough it's a tough role to be independent, especially a fast moving company that's dealing with such highly perishable food. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not with it's not like you're putting, you know, it's not like you're doing something today that you're going to sell six months from now. You're doing something today that needs to be gone in six days. Right. right. Yeah. That's, yeah. And even, yeah. And even with our team being here, like they'll do. Uh, so our, our D.C. is attached to our support center. So, you know, right. they're looking at their arrivals three, four times a day they'll go down. Well, they'll go down in the coolers and check stuff out. It's like like you said, we got to turn this product over. So if we don't understand what our inventory looks like, how fast we have to sell it, where we have to be on price. You know what you're behind the eight ball. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. One of the things that that you guys do that I think is really really cool, and I'm and I and I love um, this conversation when I hear retailers embracing stuff like this because you know growers it's it's easy for a grower to to embrace sustainability, right? They're growing food, right? It's like it kind of it's kind of goes with the with the job title, right? As a part of it, but it's really become part of the core values that, that you all believe in there. And you've got three pillars. You talk about environmental stewardship, uh, responsible sourcing, and then health. Uh, can't say it, man. I'm stumbling. Healthy, happy people. That's hard to do that. Hey, you know what? Don't judge me. Say that three times fast. You can't do it. It's hard. Healthy, happy people. There we go. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what these are all about and, you know, why do they matter? What your team feel about them? How that kind of drives what you all do? Because, it, you know, it's, it's a powerful statement to stand by. Yeah. So again, back to the back to the original statement of treating you like family, right? Or doing right. the right when no one's looking. Um, you know, healthy, happy people. It's our team, our guests, and our vendors. If we're keeping everybody happy, we're just going to move forward in a better spot, right? We're going right. to build these relationships, and uh, <clears throat> And it's, it's, you know, for us, it's like non-negotiable. It's like, that's, that's our goal. We're, we're, we want to create that, you know, on the, uh, on the environmental piece, it's like, we need to make sure that we keep, we continue to drive sustainability, whether it's packaging, whether it's growing regions, whether it's, um, you know, um, labor issues, uh, you know, we launched uh, you know, the first retailer in, in, um, in North America to to exclusively launch a, uh, a fair trade banana program with uh, with our partners out of Montreal, uh, Equifruit. Equifruit, yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? It's it's great. We we give them back every year. We give back um, you know um, hundred some odd some odd thousand, and it's going a great uh, it's going a great uh, to a great cause. And, uh, and these are things that we do across across the store, whether it's our private label fair trade coffee or uh, chocolate sure. lines or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, that's always that's always top of mind. Yeah. Uh, on the storefront, we create like uh, we're trying to create this net zero store where we have one of our stores is uh, roughly at like 90 percent now. And as we build stores, we're going to continue to, you know, we change refrigeration, uh, we do a ton of stuff like that. Our our um, our support center is uh, lead certified, so you know um, there's 
heavy thought into anything anything we do across across the supply chain, right? Across the ecosystem, right. from, our sure. gas, from our buildings. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's great. I love to see. I love to see that, and I love. I think it's important to put out in front. But I'm going to come back around on the fair trade stuff um, as well because you guys have kind of led a charge. You're definitely very uh, supportive of it. Obviously, the stuff that that Equifruit's doing. You know, you, how do you, how do you not love somebody opening lines? I'm a banana badass, right? So you got to love that. But uh, you know, it, it is it's you guys are working to increase the conversation on fair trade, which I respect and I appreciate, and I think it's important that people understand the value of food and what that means. Whether they support or they don't support it as an individual consumer, I'm glad that the conversation's in front of them for them to have you know to make a choice. I always say I don't want to tell you what to think, but I do want you to think, and I think this is one of those categories that we need to be thinking about. So, with that being said. You know, how has um, embracing, supporting fair trade changed your personal view of agriculture now that you're looking at it from, you know, really more of a global perspective in a lot of ways, because you are touching communities that you can never see, but you, you know, you have a part of. Yeah, you know, it, it actually, um, so the, the journey around fair trade, you know, when, 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 the, when the girls came to, to to see me seven, eight years ago, it was like, you know what? I understood the concept of fair trade and, but I didn't really have the details and, and, and the whole education side of it is like, you know, it really opened my eyes to, yeah, there's, there's, there's a need for this. There's just a need in general to be like better. How do we, how do we make this world better? Right. There's yeah tons of crazy stuff out there. And, and, and the more we can do to make the world better place, and you know what, if we can get more people doing that, it's just going to get better faster. So, you know, like the banana, the, the banana and the fair trade piece is a small piece of the puzzle. But I mean, uh, personally, it's really changed me personally that I just, you know, I have a greater outlook on just anything in general, life, right? Um, taking it and looking at it like very differently. Uh, but on the on the business side of it, on the produce side of it, or just overall, overall business, it's like, how can we do our part to make this world a better place? How do we reduce plastic? How do we make sure that the packaging is sustainable? How do we work with our vendor partners to, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to be plastic free in five years, but how do we get better? Right. Uh, because I think it's, it's impossible to be plastic free. Um, but I mean, how do we, how, how do we get better? And then there's like, you know, you don't want plastic, but you want food safety like it, 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 yeah. it's not easy, but I mean, no. it's the little things. And if everybody's doing the little things, you know, we're again, we're Big better. Things happen. Yeah. We're yeah. better together. I use that. I use that. Uh, I use that phrase a lot. I mean, anything we can do and help. And, and on the banana front, I think it's uh, it's important that, you know, more re- retailers look at that because um, I think it's an important piece of our business. Hundred percent, and you know, and I, I love what you said that it's just it's a small part of the conversation. But these are things that it, you know, when I think about how do you value food, the thing I talk about all the time, you know, we have to start having these conversations in order for people to better understand what it takes to put food on everybody's tables, and um, what it's going to take for us globally to make sure that the planet survives in a way that allows the next generations and beyond. You know, as long as the aliens don't come take over or we get hit by a comet or some crazy crap happens, right? Which which could, you never know. I'm leaning on the aliens a little stronger than I am the comet, but nonetheless. But, you know, how, how do we do that? And I and I appreciate, you know, um, the, the folks at Equifruit and Wholesome and, and some of these other great brands that are out there 
really standing behind this saying, hey, there is an alternative to this. We need to start having these conversations because your dollars matter downstream. Yes, it may not matter in, in you know, this place in the United States, but you can't grow this here. And this is really important to understand where your money goes and how it works. And I just think it's just great that you guys stand behind it. I think it's, I'm really impressed by what you shared about how it's changed you, how you've got a different outlook on things. You know, you, you know, and I feel that same way too, because I've been to places where fair trade dollars are working communities south of the border and what's what I've seen. And it's like, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool to be able to give back and uplift. And now you're building communities and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know what, we, we're even, we're even doing things locally where we're partnering up with, with some of our, with our, some of our vendor partners and you know what? It's 25 cents for each uh, bag of, uh, of uh, cello carrot is going to, you know, feed, feed or give X amount of meals to a, uh, a shelter. So, or yeah. Things like that, right. Like, uh, again, it goes back to if we could contribute and do the little things, uh, it'll mean a lot in the end. Yeah. Look, you know, like we said, you lead with love and kindness. A lot of positive things will happen. And, and one of the things that I think that we don't do enough of is lift each other up. Right. And lift up those in need. Right. You know, I, I say this all the time and I just saw this the other day. It's like that person that is homeless on the street corner is somebody's son or daughter or as a mother and a father or a grandparent, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, it, 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 we, we you know, you know, we'll look at a car crash, but we won't make eye contact with somebody that's, you know, needing need a lift up and a hand up. And I think it's just so important that we remember to do that. And I think fair trade is about that. I think it's about helping that conversation. And again, that pushing the ball down the field to make a better world. That's a good idea, dude. I like that. I'm all on board. Sign me up. Whatever team. If we get team t-shirts and said we want to change the world to be, you know, full of love and guidance, I'm the first one there. I'm in line, brother. Nice. <laughs> we need it. Talk about a little bit about consumption. You know, it's a, it's a topic that I'm, I like bringing up and getting perspective on because, you know, I'm a big believer that the industry as a whole you know, needs to be working on getting everybody to eat an apple, right? Or whatever the commodity is, but we work on eating an apple. And then my job back in the day was to convince you to eat the organic one, right? But really it's about eating that apple. It's really about getting people to get more fruits and vegetables in their lives. We know the power of food. We know food is medicine. We know that's all to be real. Uh, talk a little bit about ways you see consumption changing or ways you're working to help drive consumption, whether through kids or whether just through messaging or whatever it is and where, you're, where, you're, where your head's at on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely a focus for us, like every day. Um, you know, at Longos, we have a quarterly, uh, we spoke about earlier, we have a quarterly magazine. Yeah. The magazine is all around food. It's, you know what, we're not trying to sell as many, you know, ads. It's like, how do we create these experiences? And the magazine is actually called the Experience Magazine. So experiences through food. Um, and it's, how, what are we what are we giving our guests what tools are we giving our guests to create to increase that consumption whether it be on the produce side talking about you know upcoming season and about the commodities you know featuring 12 different apples and 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 usages and why they're good and all that stuff and and creating excitement around commodities where there's trial right you want we want our guests to try and it's not again it's not just the newest and shiniest thing we're trying to sell is we're trying to sell the entire department. We're trying to sell produce as much produce as we can to, to everyone. But again, it's not transaction. It's how do we live healthier lives? How do we, yeah. how do we pass on? Right. Um, and I mean, we have great partners where they're partnering up with us and we're, you know, talking to our, to our guests about, 
varieties and usages and having different ideas. And, and I think creating that excitement around, around a certain item will, will create consumption. Um, yeah. You know, in Canada at, at the CPMA, there's a, um, a great program we have. It's called half your plate. So it's like, you know, fill, fill half of your plate with, with fruits and vegetables. Right. And if we think about that, it's like, it's, you know what, seasonally, it's not, not that hard and, and it's mm. not that expensive to eat fresh. You just have to do it smart. And how do we educate the consumer to do that? Right. Um, yeah. We don't want to be, we don't want to be promoting an item that we're flying in. That's four times the cost of what it is in season, but seasonally, how do we promote these commodities and, and, and create excitement around them and, and increase consumption? So I think, I think that's the goal. I think it, the timing of how we communicate and how we market is, is very key. I love that. That's a good takeaway. Those, yeah. those of you keeping score at home, I hope you wrote that one down. Cause that's, that's some good, that's a nugget of wisdom right there. Right. I love that approach about driving that, that consumption based around seasonality where you can touch the price points where you can communicate effectively and back it up with the volume too. Right. Doesn't do any good to, you know, put a, you know, something up there that you can't get or something up there that's, you know, to your point, $12.99 an ounce, right? That's a little bit aggressive, but to be able to throw things, you know, hard squashes and, and you know, brassicas, things like that you can do in the wintertime, things that make sense. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, very cool. Dude, what's next for you guys? What's exciting? What's on the horizon for Longus? What's what's the big deal? Well, I mean, obviously we can't talk about, the, we can't talk about the, you know, the Leafs any longer. That's off the table. Argonauts, you know, whatever we can kind of get into that, but it's you know, it's just, I've, I'm 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 up to here with XFL and USFL, so I really don't want to talk about Canadian football next. And um, you know, we can talk about the Blue Jays. That's a good one. The Blue Jays may have some. They might be legit. Yeah, they are legit. They are legit. Yeah. But on the longest front, we have a store opening up uh, in a couple months. Excited about cool. that. It's been on pause for about a year or so with all the delays, construction delays, and all that stuff. But we're excited about that. And then, um, yeah, our, our goal is, um, you know, a couple, a couple stores a year going to continue to grow, but at a, at a pace where we can manage it, where we don't, you know, we don't lose focus. I think it's important not to lose focus. Um, but I mean, you know, we're trying to have as much fun as possible. I think, um, you know, in our industry, if we're not having fun, we're not, uh, you know, it's very tough to move forward. So uh, you know, all the conversations we had about family, about labor, about our team, about, um, you know, the environment, it's continue to continue to stay focused on all those things and, um, you know, just make the world a better place and, and eat fresh food and, 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 you know, everything's going to be great. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's great. <clears throat> what a great place to wrap up our time hanging out together. I mean, I think you've, you've dropped some really good nuggets of wisdom. I, I love the, the, the fact that you framed up you know, quite eloquently, the business and why Longos is important and why they have a, 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 a an obligation to their communities that they serve, right? And it comes from being family first, right? It's, it's, it's I imagine a lot of ways they probably look at it like every store is like coming to their house and opening up their pantry and sharing with the neighbor, right? It's, I think that's just super, super cool. But thanks for being here, dude. I appreciate you hanging out with me today and taking crap about the leaps. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for uh, being here. Remember, like I always say, go inspire somebody today. It's incredibly important. You got, you know, Mimo inspired me a little bit, got me thinking. I love the global conversation that we had too about fair trade and whatnot. So 
take that source of inspiration maybe you got from this thing and pass it on to somebody. Tell them hello. Come wish them a good day. You can do it. It's in your power and you never know what somebody's path is. You can brighten up that day. Like I said, lead with love and kindness. It's not a shitty way to start your day. Thanks everybody for being here. Don't forget, check us out on social media, TLC underscore Todd Versations. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Memo, my brother, take care. I'll see you soon, man. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. All right. See you, everybody.